BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. With the trade deadline getting closer and closer, the speculation around several Chicago Bulls players has gotten louder. We're going to talk about some of those trade rumors on today's episode, plus dive into the mailbag. All that and more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. That being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, DeMar DeRozan trade talks have kind of gotten on the rise lately. And I think as the market is clearly moving from, away from Zach Levine trade rumors, they're kind of now focusing on the other players on the Chicago Bulls roster. And DeMar DeRozan being at the forefront of that, considering his contract situation right now with the Chicago Bulls is up in air with an extension pending. And teams are waiting and hoping to see if the Chicago Bulls are going to make DeMar DeRozan available. We actually talked about it a couple of episodes ago that NBA execs are just kind of waiting to see what the Bulls are going to do. We now kind of have a a new list of teams that are interesting, new-ish, right? It's kind of the same teams that we've heard before, that the Heat, the 76ers, the New York Knicks are some of the teams that are interested in, in DeMar DeRozan if the Bulls were going to make him available. Now, the same questions remain all day long is that are the Bulls even going to make DeMar DeRozan available? And if they do, what are teams realistically willing to give up for DeMar, considering they do have to match his over $20 million contract off the rip, and then uh, like they have to entice the Bulls on, uh, outside of that. So I do expect the Bulls to get calls on DeMar DeRozan, much like they got calls at last year's trade deadline about Zach Levine, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the Chicago Bulls are going to bite on any of those trade deals that are or any of those teams or offers that they get for DeMar DeRozan. This Bulls team, and this is something that I I want to keep in mind, guys, I know there's going to be a lot of trade rumors around this time. The next next couple of weeks, in all reality, are going to be trade madness. So we're going to get a lot of rumors, a lot of expected deals, a lot of, hey, this team could be in, this team could be out. When it comes down to it, when it, for Zach, I mean, for DeMar DeRozan, it just comes down to what the Bulls are willing to really do. And I still think that with signing trades being a thing in the offseason, the Bulls may very well kick this can into the offseason much like many are speculating they may do about Zach Levine. 
And so with DeMar's trade value being what it is, and I do think that teams are going to be in on, on DeMar DeRozan. When you look at like the Miami Heat making a move for Terry Rozier, Yes, Terry Rozier is considerably younger than DeMar DeRozan. He's on, uh, you know, he's on a less deal on top of that. But when you when you just look at the realities of it, DeMar is a is a move that would be similar to like a Terry Rozier move for a lot of teams, right? Already having your 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 core in place, not really trying to give up a lot of role players. And I know Bulls fans, for any offer that's out there for Zach Levine, are going to be disappointed by it because I mean, for for DeMar DeRozan, they're going to be disappointed by it because I don't see teams offering. A, a, a high-level young player and some picks for DeMar DeRozan. You may get one or the other in salary cap filler on top of that to kind of match those salaries. And so there are teams around the league, even on those teams that were mentioned, that absolutely could have contracts that could meet what the uh, what the, what DeMar DeRozan's contract. But then at that point, you're giving up probably a heavily protected first-round pick, and the Bulls may have to weigh those options and say, hey, some of these teams are not going to be able to, to be, uh, you know, to, to sign DeMar DeRozan outright in free agency so we could potentially try to force a sign-and-trade in that. That force is not the right word, right? Because if a team wants to sign an unrestricted free agent, they're going to sign an unrestricted free agent, but they could try to facilitate a sign-and-trade for DeMar DeRozan to try to, uh, to, so that they can get that team even though they don't necessarily have the cap space to sign a player like DeMar. And that's going to be something that the Bulls have to try to weigh the risk and reward of if they if they decide not to pull the trigger on a DeMar DeRozan move. Now, I know a lot of Bulls fans, myself included, would like to see the Bulls kind of move on from DeMar just because, you know, not not necessarily because of fit, but to take advantage of what that value is to get something back for a player that could walk away. The Bulls and DeMar have not talked contract extension since November. We're about to be in February. And that trade deadline, and keep in mind, with the extension, with the veteran extension, you can extend at any point in the season. They have now, up until the day before free agency opens up, to agree to a contract extension, much like Nikola Vucevic did with the Bulls last season. So that could be something that the Bulls weigh as well. This next phase of the Chicago Bulls, while we all want to see the youth prioritized and put in a situation to where they can grow their games, grow in aspects of closing and things like that, you still need some veterans on this team. We actually have a voicemail on that uh, later on in the show that we'll play towards the end of the show. But So the, 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 the fact that teams are interested in DeMar doesn't really surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. The Bulls' willingness to move DeMar for what is potentially out there for DeMar DeRozan, that is the bigger question here when it comes to moving a player like DeMar is that are you going to be – are the Bulls going to bite at what that potential market would be, what that potential package that you would get back would be? And that's something that, you know, of course, I don't I, – I, I just know the speculative piece. I know what's rumored out there. I know things like that. Um, and, and we could see, man. I, I, I know Bulls fans have kind of pivoted now looking at the Hornets like, hey, we can get Gordon Hayward. We can get this. We can get that. And I don't even know if that necessarily helps the Bulls a whole hell of a lot. I just, I, DeMar has been what the Bulls needed him to be. What they signed him to be, he's been. Now, we can talk about the Billy Donovan's over-reliance on DeMar, things like that. We can talk about DeMar not being a three-point shooter and a, stretch to, uh, a threat to stretch the floor. We could put, talk about DeMar DeRozan and him being a terrible defensive player. But they knew all of that when they were signing DeMar. They didn't sign DeMar DeRozan to be any of that. And so while I have been a, a critic of DeMar DeRozan and the fit on the team and overall how the team has to play with DeMar on the team, you can't really fault DeMar for being who he's always been and excelling at that in many ways. Is he the, is he the closure that he was that first year in Chicago? No, not, not, not as consistently as what he was that first season, but he's still a guy who helps the Bulls go out there and get points when we need it. He's still a guy where the, when the, when the offense gets stagnant, he's the guy who can usually get it going. Now, 
We've seen Kobe start doing that as well, especially with Kobe's ability to, to break down the defense and stuff like that. But whatever whatever ends, whatever this next, what happens with DeMar DeRozan, whether this, this run with the Bulls ends, whether it continues and they get to a contract extension, DeMar has been who the Bulls have signed him to be. But that was a very different roster. And I think that's what we also have to look at. What we signed DeMar to be was that was to be a a filler, not filler in a negative way, but to be a piece of a core that was built around Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. That starting for that four core players and for that that balance that was struck between those four players, that dynamic has drastically switched for the Chicago Bulls. And so if the Bulls do look to move on, whether it be at the trade deadline or whether it be in free agency to let him walk, DeMar has been what the Bulls have signed him to be. You just got to ask a question. That thing, because he's a very specific player. He can change his game up a little bit. We've seen it. But he's still going to be DeMar DeRozan. Do you still need that? Want that? And is that still going to fit in whatever the next version of this team is if this team, if this front office does look to get active? So that's the question to ask in that one. You know, shout out to that. I, 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 and you guys can let me know what you think, as always, down below. Really, the, 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 the conversation around DeMar DeRozan when it comes to Bulls fans is always interesting. Because some people take it as you either have to say DeMar's trash or you have to say, oh, no, DeMar's great. We can never move on from DeMar. And it really comes down to the truth is somewhere in the middle of that. But, you know, you guys can let me know what you think on that one. Now, with the trade rumors kind of rising up, we also got a report from Matt Moore, uh, who said that the, the Pelicans are open to moving Herb Jones. And he mentioned the Chicago Bulls as a team that could potentially be interested in getting Herb Jones to this team now. I've talked a little bit about this before. I think it was on one of the live streams, so not everybody tunes into that. But Herb Jones is a player that could theoretically fit in on any team when you look at him. He's a prototypical 3 and D wing. He can play some power forward for you, play some small forward. There's a little redundancy between Herb Jones and Patrick Williams as well, but their their games are so interchangeable in a way that they can fit on, on almost anything. Now, Herb Jones does bring a player that absolutely can help stretch the floor for the Chicago Bulls, absolutely. You look at three-point shooting and how much that has hurt the Bulls in some time. While he's not a huge, um, a huge high-level three-point shooter, like he's not a huge volume three-point shooter, right? But he is a guy that you get him the open three-point shots, which this this offense still does generate open shots. We just don't always have the people to hit them. Herb Jones theoretically fits in that. And then when you look at Herb Jones's contract, a fairly easy contract to match at $12 million, a little over $12 million this season. And even at the most of it, he has four years left on this deal, three years after the season. And, and at the end of that deal, it's still only $14.8 million. That's nothing. That's almost pennies on the dollar. And so what Matt Moore talks about and why the Pelicans could be looking to move on from Herb Jones is that just the, 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 the cost of their roster right now is that their roster is at such a place, their salary cap is at such a place that they could be looking to sell off some of their young players because they're just not going to be able to afford to pay them all. Now, Herb Jones, a 25-year-old player, this season averaging 10.9, so basically 11 points per game. He's doing that on 49% shooting. He's also taking three and a half three-pointers per game, hitting that at a 39.6% clip. That can help the Bulls a lot. Defensively, hey, like I said, prototypical 3 and D wing. He can guard probably three to four positions on the court at any time and to hear that the Bulls could be interested in a Herb Jones is not surprising considering what we need on this roster how he could fit out there in, in a rotation with Kobe White and other players like that you got to ask yourself though that does would that give the Bulls potentially a little bit of a buffer in negotiating with Patrick Williams right that's something to look at as well in that now again this is all speculative 
I, I don't I haven't heard anything from an actual Bulls insider on the Bulls potentially being interested in a Herb Jones or anything like that. But as we know that and we've heard that AK is active in trying to either add to this team to what they already have. If they don't move Zach, if they don't move DeMar, they're still looking to add some things to this team. And so right now, when you look at the the, the New, New England, New England, New Orleans Pelicans and what they have with the roster and just Brandon Ingram, Zion and CJ McCullough. You also got uh, Jonas Valanciunas. You got Trey Murphy on the teams. And those are guys that are really expected to sign really big for the Chicago Bulls. So the, here in the Pelicans are open to moving Herb Jones and the Bulls being linked to that. It makes some sense. I just I don't know if the Bulls are going to put together what would be needed to match that if they're not also. Now, th- could that be a precursor to other deals happening? Possibly. Right. The Bulls, if they're interested in Herb Jones, truly per the experience, the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This rumor, again, take it with a grain of salt overall, right? This rumor overall. But if they really are interested in Herb Jones, what, how could they get there, right? Again, $12 million. We do have a $10 million disabled player exception, but that can only be used to acquire a player that's in the um, last year of their deal or that's a free agent. So you got to keep that in mind as well. That's It's not like the, the Bulls are just in a, spi- in a space where they can just use that, that disabled player exception to just go out and trade for a player as long as their contract's below that. So then you're looking at trying to match that salary. $12 million. That would mean that you would have to include Javon Carter, which is at $6.1 million. It gets you about half the way there. But then you're also looking at including players like, like Torrey Craig or, 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 or uh, Terry Taylor, things like that to match that. Maybe even a Dalen Terry if they want a young piece, right? But I don't know if the Bulls do that. Now, Dalen Terry, do not get me wrong. While Dalen Terry still has tons of potential, Dalen Terry could potentially turn into a Herb Jones-type player could the Bulls look to do something like that and get a player that's that now? I don't know if I necessarily see that, right? I can see a world in which maybe it happens, but I don't always think that. we can't. We, while we do have over $20 million in exceptions, we have our biannual exception at 4.5. We still have our, our part of our 
our mid-level exception at six at six million dollars, but those things can't be combined with a with a another uh, uh, player. Like for example, they can't combine Javon Carter's six million dollars with the other six million dollars from the mid-level exception to absorb Herb Jones' contract. So it gets to a place where I hear it, I hear the rumor, I hear the interest, I can see the potential fit, but I just don't know if it's a valid uh, move that the Chicago Bulls would make. Now, if they are just, they see Herb Jones and they say, no, this is a player that we want. We feel Herb Jones can be really good out there with Kobe White. He can bring some of the similar things that we need to complement what Kobe White's game is. Kobe's ability to, to, to kick and drive, that uh, or drive and kick, I guess is a better way to phrase that that we can see that fit being there. I just, I, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Matt Moore isn't the guy that's the most reliable either. He's from the Action Network. They are up and down on their speculative pieces and the rumors. So, but hey, keep in mind that hearing that the Bulls are interested keeps the thing going that the Bulls are looking to add to this team. Whether that means that you are also sending out DeMar, you're also sending out Zach. This front office seems to be looking for deals to improve the team at the trade deadline. But you got to ask yourself, how much is it that the Bulls could still realistically have a quiet trade deadline? And I think it comes down to a couple of things. The market for Zach Levine is one of the biggest things. With the Miami Heat now moving for Terry Rozier, uh, that takes them out of the DeJounte Murray sweepstakes, at least theoretically, right? Unless they, you know, they look to uh, package the Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and still try to get DeJounte and then pair him with Terry Rozier. That would be weird backcourt. But theoretically, you do that. You look at the teams also that are still out there looking to make moves. You got the Kings, the Lakers, as teams that are still potentially out there to make moves. You still got the, the Philadelphia 76ers, still reportedly interested in using some of the assets they got back in the James Harden trade to, to make a move, to bring in some more talent to that team to get ready for a playoff run. Those are teams that could be interested in if they keep striking out on the other ones. Teams, as I've always said, could pivot back towards Zach Levine. That marker right now, low. Don't expect it. So there is, there is unfortunately a lot of chance that the Bulls still stand pat and have another quiet trade deadline. And we're sitting there reviewing the buyout market. And I've seen you guys. If you guys have been saying get Kyle Lowry in the buyout market, you're an idiot. Stop it. Stupid. Stop. Go to the Nelly and Jaro concert. Stop being stupid. But with that said, like it comes down to uh, the, what this front office is really willing to give up. We've heard the Lonzo Ball contract, the mid-level exception part is still there, the disabled player exception is still there to absorb a player in the last year of their deal. So the Bulls have assets at their disposal, but one of the biggest fears that Chicago Bulls fans carry from watching this front office for so long is that we've always had assets. We've always had things that we could theoretically use to add to the team. We just don't always use it, and instead we kick the can down the road and we don't take advantage of the things that we have. And so is this going to be a different uh, uh, trade deadline for the front office? I would love to be able to sit here and tell you guys, hey, this Bulls team is going to make a move this trade deadline. This ain't going to be what it went the year before. I would love to be able to say that. But in me being realistic and honest with you guys, I can't do that. I'm not one of the, the channels going to sit here and sell you on a dream of, hey, the Bulls are trading. I'm not, I'm not Bulls Digest. I'm not inside the Chicago Bulls. That's not me. That's not what I do here. I hear I, I talk about the options that could be ahead of the team and the, and the things that they could do. But I also got to leave in the chance that there's a huge chance that this Bulls team does nothing yet again, that they wait on the trade market for Zach Levine to maybe materialize in the offseason. Zach's still here at the end of the season. DeMar's still here at the end of the season. Javon Carter's still here at the end of the season. And we see what happens in the offseason with a bunch of these pieces because that's ultimately what the Bulls can do, right? We know that the Bulls, Javon Carter has sucked. Zach Levine reportedly wants to be moved. That they could, Zach and Javon Carter are still under contract next year. Now, DeMar isn't, but they could still force a signing trade. 
The fact of the matter is there are enough options ahead of the Bulls in the offseason that we could see this team just stay pat for now and maybe be more active in the offseason. But the question you got to ask yourself is on that, would AK and Eversley be missing yet on another on another set of deals, hoping that something's going to get better? I'm not there in the offices. I'm not the one who got to make the decisions. I'm not the one whose job could be on the line if we get it wrong. I'm not the one who got to deal with Jerry Dan Reinsdorf, Emperor Palpatine himself. I'm not the one who has to deal with those things. That's what they have to deal with. And thank God they have to deal with it because I would curse everybody the hell out. So uh, <laughs> with that said, man, we're going to see. There's going to be a lot of rumors leading up to this trade deadline. It's going to be trade extravaganza. I'll still be live during the trade deadline. It doesn't mean anything's going to happen. I expect nothing to happen, to be 100% honest with you. Do not be surprised if, yet again, nothing happens and the Chicago Bulls are left there with the same roster they started the season with, which maybe get some buyout candidates. But you guys can let me know what you think and expect down below, as always. Now, we do got a voicemail that we can get into. Uh, this one is, oh, wait, before we get into that, I do have another topic. I forgot about this. Uh, Alex Caruso has been listed as one of the 41 finalists for the Olympics. And listen, this is big. And I don't want to overstate it, right? But this could be big in a way that could hurt the Bulls. It could be big in a way that just for Alex Caruso, right? Alex Caruso being a finalist, he fits the type of mold of some of the role players that end up do making Olympic teams. A two-way player uh, that, that can really come in, guard a lot of positions defensively, especially internationally. We've seen him guard some fours in the NBA. He can absolutely guard some of those international fours on the Olympic team. But the problem with this could be is that Alex Caruso has one year left on his deal, and it could be that Alex Caruso gets recruited by some of these players while they're over there in the Olympics, which is something that we've seen happen before. And you know, you got to look out for that. But you know, great points for Alex Caruso to be one of the finalists to see if he makes the team. Any, any if we can get a, a Chicago Bull to be a representative on the Olympic team, I'm always going to support that because listen, the Olympics is a honor for for players to do. And, and now this team has that chip on their shoulder back. They're trying to prove some things after getting embarrassed, man. And let's see what the Bulls can do in that. But now, okay, let's get into Shay's voicemail. Let's go ahead and play that. What's now. up, Hayes? You know, I've been hearing a lot of people, even you say, we should prioritize the young guys. But, I mean, and I do agree. But, so I mean, so the way that this team should be formed is how the Vinny Del Negro Bulls were formed. Like, think about it. We had a young Derrick Rose. A young rookie Derrick Rose, a second year Joaquin Noah, and a third year Ben Gordon. But at the same time, we still had those veteran presence, you know, such as a Brad Miller and John Sowers. You know, still had those one or two veterans. I feel like Alex Cuso and Vooch can help us out with that. Hell, maybe along with Andre Drummond if he decides to stay. You know, I, but I but I do believe we still need to have veterans on the team. But I do understand what you mean by that. But, like, the way I would form the same is how that Chicago Bulls team and Derrick Rose's rookie year was formed because, think about it, you still have a little bit of veteran leadership with you, with you in that locker room. So it makes the young guys know what to do. But at the end of the day, you're still making a young and youthful core, and you're slowly but surely trying to build that up. That's how I would do it. But, hey, that's just me. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Young core with vets. I think that's the route that we've seen, right? That's why when you hear things like the Bulls don't want to give up Alice Caruso, that they are hanging up the phone on any deals for Alice Caruso, that's why. Is that you want to keep some vets on this team. You don't want to go 100% young. You want some vets to help guide, mentor, leadership, those type of things. You want that. And Alice Caruso is the perfect guy for that. And if the Bulls can lock him into an extension, whether it be this upcoming offseason or during the season next year, it makes that even stronger, the fact that you can just say, 
you have a guy here that is going to be a veteran, that's going to be a leader. And do you risk the part of Alex Crusoe's game falling off at some point? Yeah, that's a risk, right? Especially when you look at his athleticism. Um, you know, his, his game isn't 100% based off athleticism, but it is a big part of his game. And it could be a drop off for Alex Crusoe over 30. There absolutely could be the chance of that. But I think even if that happens, the, ment- the mental part of the game, right? The basketball IQ part of the game, the tenacity part of the game, you still want that to help influence your young players as you grow and develop. I would love to see Alice Crusoe be one of those players that stays with the Chicago Bulls the rest of his career, maybe even eventually goes into the coaching staff or a role somewhere in the franchise because Alex is just that guy. And I think that that is what the Bulls, the Bulls aren't going to be one of those teams that go completely young. And prioritizing the young players, that doesn't mean that you don't still have veterans. That just means that you are relying on those young players to do more. And let's see if that happens. But great voicemail from Chad. I, I, I like a lot of where you were coming at with that. I know that's going to trigger some people to hear Vinny Del Negro's name because people just have this connotation that, that Vinny was a terrible coach when he really wasn't. He actually has a really good record coaching with the Bulls. And with where that team was, that he did a really good job with that team. And I, I, don't, I don't hate those comparisons at all, Shay. But, guys, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.